0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dad So Hard. I, again, am Vinny Dunleavy. And you are in the middle of what I'm calling season four, where I am exploring what makes us dad hard. I brought this up to Danny early in the season. I thought it was going to be called the making of a a hard dad. I was told we may want to flip it around. And so I'm I'm calling this uh, what makes us dad hard. And I am excited because, again, this week, there's a number of fathers that over the, the years, Danny and I have done this, have connected with, have, have built friendships with, and have been very inspired in our own world. And I am bringing you another one of these guys today. His name is Mark Savant. And I, we had met a couple of years ago at a dad blogger conference, which for those people who don't know, dad blogger conferences actually exist. This one was called the Dad 2 Summit, which still goes on in post-COVID world. But please join me in welcoming my buddy, Mark. How are you, Mark?
1: Yo, yo, Vinny. I, Vinny, it's such an honor to be back here <laughs> in the lab on stage with you. And I just can't wait to talk about two of my favorite things, business, entrepreneurship, marketing, and And fatherhood, parenting, we matter. We're so important. To me, the biggest problem we're not talking about is the lack of great fathers' influence on our kids in a positive way. So excited to be here and get into it with you, brother.
0: Thank you so much. And for those who don't know, the link is on our website, wearedadsohard.com. Mark and I were, I had the privilege of being on a panel with Mark at the Dad2Summit a few years ago with our, our partner at Dad and Buried. We talked about all things dad life. So you could watch that video. I will share the link. Uh, I will make sure if you're not following us on Dad So Hard, you guys all know if you're listening to this, you know our, you know our Instagram, you know where to go, but check out we are dadsohard.com. And then throughout this, we will be giving out all of Mark's info because I know you're gonna be inspired, entertained, and you're gonna go, holy shit, I need to hear more from this guy. And Mark, what I love about it, you hit it on the on the head in the beginning. It's it's the marriage of talking about entrepreneurship and fatherhood. And I think. I vote. Me and Danny, when we started this journey, always talked about as people who have corporate jobs. There's not enough conversation with men who actually are working hard in, in to make a dollar, to get a direct deposit, do this. And how do you balance the work-life balance with fatherhood? And that is something where it's a choice. Like you got to choose the income and the goals you have in life, but you also have a have some type of family you're responsible for. Well, you know, your wife and somebody has a wife and a partner. As we get into it, let's take one step back. Because I want to hear your thoughts on it. Give us a little bit about one, where you're located currently in the world of the United States. Your your kid, I'll call it your dad profile. How many kids, ages, and a little bit about the biz the business that you were in? I'll give you that.
1: Sure. So Mark Savant, I live here in South Florida near near Fort Lauderdale. I've got a five year old daughter, two year old son. And they're amazing. I love them very, very much. And and really I think they're one of the big drivers behind me getting into entrepreneurship. And and I don't say entrepreneurship is like taking out a giant loan and opening a restaurant or, you know, a food truck or starting a SaaS business. I think that for, for every father out here, right here, right now, we have this obligation. It's 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 a responsibility. I think as soon as your kid pops out and you're and you and you get that special moment as the world stops being completely about yourself, you know, in you, <laughs> there
0: are a few moments in a man's life where you can go, holy shit, it's not about me anymore. <laughs> right. And right. that moment when your wife is pushing out or having a C-section or pushing out a baby or somebody turns to you and gives you your adopt brand new adopted kid, you're like, whoa, I gotta, yeah. I, 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 I gotta pay for this. This, this, yeah. this is
1: real. Or that moment from the Notebook where they just, you know, they embrace and it's raining (laughs) and it's very special. Yeah, those are the two moments in my life that I realized it's not about me. Um, (laughs) But on a serious note, right, Vinny, it's it's like we have this responsibility to provide with our kids. And and for me, I saw the writing on the wall. I saw that the world is changing dramatically, quickly, and I became concerned about my value in the marketplace. Where is my value in the marketplace now? five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road? Am I going to still be marketable or am, am, am I going to be able to keep up? And yep. and so for me, it, it really came down to, I need to learn how to create content for social media. I need to build my own digital brand online. And I've leveraged that since then to generate different streams of income, um, meet up with awesome people like yourself, speak on different stages. And it was all really sparked by this, by this need to provide, by this responsibility to provide. Because again, it's not just about me. I can't just sit back and watch football all day Sunday. And he's preparing and providing for my kids, not just now, but down, down the line in the future.
0: So that is what I want to explore then is, is let's think back then when you think about that need to provide, can you talk a little bit about growing up as a kid and what your own relationship was uh, with your mother and your father, in particular, your father, like, how would you characterize that what that was about
1: and what you took from that? You know, and it's kind of funny, Vinny. At, at the time, I just felt like I had a normal life, right? And I think that every kid growing up thinks that their life is normal. That's how. <laughs> I so
0: know, bad, that's Right. So, Mark, I congratulate you for the help for having a normal childhood. I, I, I think my parents wanted me to have a normal childhood. I don't. I mean, I turned out the way I turned out. But um, yeah. uh, that's but actually. I, that, yeah, she's, I think it's a. I think it's a blessing to be able to think when you're in it that it's normal and it's and that's healthy, right? That that's a sign of a very good, healthy. Yeah self-esteem.
1: Yeah. And in, in having, you know, a mother and a father in the home, father is the primary breadwinner. Mom is, you know, help supplementing. My father uh, opened an insurance agency about 30 years ago, a state farm agency. And, you know, part of a successful business I've also found is having a supportive spouse. And so that that can tr- take a tremendous burden off yourself because listen, dads, we got stresses we got all these stresses, you know, and it's not yeah. talked about this kind of need to, uh, again, provide for your family and, and how you gonna be able to continue to do that. But yeah, again, my, my fam, my family life growing up was quite a blessing and, and I'm appreciative for it. And again, it's, it's just funny how, as you grow older and as you start to transition from being the student to the educator, if you would, you know, now I'm not learning from my parents, I'm teaching my kids. Right. And when you make that shift, I think it opens up a lot of a lot of points in your, in your, in your life that you maybe didn't think about at the time, but now you start to reflect on them more.
0: Great. So when, when you said what, I want to unpack that a little bit too, because when you said your mom, you grew up seeing your mom supporting your dad. What did that look like from a, what may have been, I mean, uh, let's not age ourselves was talking about the eighties for you. I assume eight year you were, you're an eighties, you were an eighties, eighties child. So like in the eighties, what did that support for your mom and dad, like, how did, how did you, how does that look like in your house? Who's cooking? Who's disciplining? Who actually knows Mark's getting dressed and going to school in the morning?
1: Well, I mean, we had a traditional family structure, right? It was dad going to work Monday through Friday. Yep. But it, and, you know, mom is running the errands and, and make sure that the house right. is intact, yep. which is a very difficult full-time job. Which, is- no,
0: that's a job. Mom, mom running a house, a stay, being a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad is a full-time job. That is a lot of work. But that-
1: Interesting fact here, Vinny. Guess what the number one um, job of the spouses of entrepreneurs is? Let me reframe that because that was a really awkward say of saying. Most entrepreneurs, what do you think that their spouse does?
0: Oh, that's a fascinating question. Okay, let me think, because I've thought of myself, should I become an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, there is a particular occupation. There's an occupation of,
0: of yeah. most entrepreneurs. What do their spouses do? Now, I think this is a loaded question. So my guess is going to be they are a stay-at-home parent. But I don't know.
1: Good guess. That's total guess. It's a, a teacher. Teachers. Oh, Most entrepreneurs' spouses are teachers. And you can kind of see why that's a good, a good fit. Because if you're if you're at home, if you're handling all the the, the homemaking, teaching the kids, dropping them off. You also have a little more flexibility as far as taking some time off of work. We're another corporate ladder. So um, interesting. And, and that's really what my mom did was teaching. And my current wife is a teacher and I didn't really plan it out that way. It's just how it, it's
0: the that universe way. that that no, that no. is the universe. So then how do you think about like when you now think about how you are as a father? Are there give me one or two examples that you you believe are directly taken from your dad and your relationship with your dad growing up? What are you, what is Mark? What are you doing today that you're like, oh shit, I didn't realize this, but this is actually like me replicating what exactly went on in my own life. Or or what have you changed? Because you were like, this, that was terrible.
1: I mean, tough, tough question, because I think there's a lot of stuff that it's hard for us to be self-aware about. One of the things that I do remember growing up as a kid is that for birthdays, it wasn't about going to Chuck E. Cheese or, whatnot but my parents were very involved in the process so i remember that my dad would often at the end of a party put this you know some sort of mask or big it was typically a bag he put like a bag over his head (laughs) cut out eyeballs or something like that uh with like some sort of monster face and he would be like uh you know he'd be like bowser from the mario brothers and all kids we would throw popcorn at at bowser and stuff like that so i just remember him being part of the party and that's something that's also kind of rubbed off on me. i just like I just love having fun with my kids. I just, I just really enjoy that, and I've tried to craft, and I'm trying to craft a life that allows me the freedom to enjoy that time, kids. Because as a business owner, you want to build momentum for your business. You know, I run a digital media agency, trying to land more clients and more networking and more relationships and more content, right? But at the same time, you know, you only have so much time in a day, you know, you only have so many buckets to put water in and, and, and where are you going to fill up your buckets? It's an important question.
0: So when you think about that, when you think about if somebody's listening now, and there's a lot of guys out there that maybe listening who do not have kids yet. And they're thinking about like, listen, I don't know what I'm doing as a dad. When you went into it before you had your kids, did you, were you sort of, if you look back and thought to myself, Mark, eight years ago, I would have asked Mark, what kind of father are you going to be? Are you, that are, are Has that changed Or did you purposely when you went into going You know what I, I need this I want to be able to Balance I know I, this is my wife I know She'll support me like when you think about the Kind of father you thought you were going to be What did that look like And then how different Is it from like the reality
1: Well I, I think So this is An interesting question I think that Going into fatherhood I knew I was going to be engaged I was going to have fun I was looking forward yeah. to it because it's fun you get to vicariously live through a lot of experiences right the first the first soccer goal or the first dance recital or whatever that experience is the first time that you know she swims across the pool or touches the bottom i cannot
0: wait for my kids to be in college so they could both be in a fraternity and sorority and i can go to parties because i was not a fraternity sorority (laughs) My, my my kids do not realize how much i will be living through them on everything they do right now my uh i am hardcore into my life was not all be, uh, not all roses when I was a child, so I mean I'm, this is my big do over, and you so two when have to suffer party house.
1: When, right, uh, they when are
0: suffering uh, they are suffering through me coasting on their lives their their coattails right, right.
1: <laughs> and that's you know again, that's just kind of how it manifests what 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 I didn't expect was for this entrepreneurial spirit yep. to come out of myself you know and and, and what I do think back in my life there were definitely moments where I realized that for me I just I don't like being in a place where I don't have control, right? I remember I played baseball for many years and this one year I I had a coach that was just a pain. He was, you know, he was rude. He wouldn't put me in positions to where I was, where I was good. Um, You know, wouldn't get the chances at bat that I wanted. And it just, I I, I felt upset that I didn't have control and it ended up souring me. I didn't really play baseball after that year. You know, I remember working at a retail outlet. I'm not going to throw y'all on blast.
0: (laughs) You know who you are.
1: Yeah. I was, I was,
0: is this one, this LinkedIn, uh, this would not be on your LinkedIn profile, I suspect.
1: It it rhymes with guest guy, (laughs) guest guy. So I was working at guest guy and I was one of the, I think one of the best employees there. I was in college, I was in the right field and I went to my boss and said, listen, I want to get a step up. I want to go up the corporate ladder. I need to feed my family. This is before I had kids, but you know, we always have bills. So I go to my boss and say, what can I do? And they say, you know, do this, this, and this, you know, Um, join our volunteer organization, you know, help organize events. I did everything that they asked. And then when the time came for a nominal increase up, I mean, we're not talking anything crazy. Like just one step up the rank. They brought in someone else from another store that was, that was crap. And I was like, what the hell is this? You know? And, and so it, I just don't like the feeling of being out of control. And, and I think that, again, having the kids was like the spark that lit that inner personality on fire. So I think that you can go into father, sh- sh, fatherhood yeah. with an expectation. Just to understand, I think, that fatherhood brings something out that it, it, I just think it gives you a deeper understanding of yourself as you move up the hierarchy. When I, and
0: I agree with you. I, I think what makes me, what, what I'm thrilled by is that if you are emotionally open to it, and I think dads who want to be a dad and want to have that effect, Or like you're, you allowed yourself to receive the fact that fatherhood was able to bring that out in you. Sometimes I get sad when I meet other guys who are dads who have that block on, and they're like zero, like they are not looking for that. Right? They're just like, no, I, I, I go to work, I come home, I see a child in my house, I go, did you eat? And then I go back to bed. Right? There is a lot of. Yeah. you know, the check, with well, checked out dads. And to some degree, I understand it if that's what you need to do financially and it's a decision, right? You have to go, I got to do this to provide for my family and I'd love to be around more, but I can't. But I think there's that balance of it, it, where is the decisioning in the kind of dad you want to be? And are you just going with a tradition or is it truly like a personal choice? Like that's to me where I think, how do you get to that point of what gives a man the confidence to say, I am choosing To identify myself really as a father and show up at places where, quite frankly, like I still show up. There's mostly moms, right? I still think there's this world where um, it's expected for moms to be there. And when you're in the workplace or being a business owner, it like you're more. I and I would be interested in this. Interested to hear your opinion on this. I would think as a business owner, there's a stereotype out there that you run a business, you're there, you're always talking about work, and that as a man, you're not. Your clients wouldn't necessarily expect you. To bring up your children. And I think you're in an interesting business because you, you're you a coach, you do a lot of digital media marketing advice, and, and, and you're known for your own dad, um, your dad podcast, which we'll have to give the name in a minute. But like it, you wear it on your sleeve, but do you ever find that people think it's like, do you get credit for that? Like that people go, wow, Mark is like, you are an in touch modern guy because you're willing to talk about your family, your wife, and your kids as a business owner. Whereas a lot of entrepreneurs, I just find there's a lot of guys that are like money, business, money, money, business. And you know nothing about, like, you know nothing about their lives. And in the world where values mean more to shoppers, right? Employees want to work at people they respect. People want to hire you for your, because of the marks of on values that you bring in addition to the great coaching advice you give. But do you see, is that I could be making this whole thing up in my opinion. Do you
1: feel that it's, listen, what you're talking about right now is is really what what my business is about it's helping people get clear on their digital branding how can you get a cohesive strategy together so that you can make the right messaging to attract the right people okay so it depends if if i'm trying to reach 16 year olds to get them to subscribe to my twitch channel i'm not going to talk about parenting and fatherhood if if i'm reaching the millennials that are trying to open up their own business and trying to navigate work life balance, then yeah, parenting could absolutely be a powerful way to connect, but maybe not necessarily it depends on your demographic so when it when it comes to social media and again this is, this is what I do I don't want to go totally off the rails here it's it's really about how can I create content that again moves the needle but I, I want to create content that Shows me as being an expert in a particular field, whether that's fatherhood, online marketing, podcasting, and it's it's kind of interesting, Vinny. You know, let me just finish this point here. That's how I got into this in the first place. I said, I I know that the future is digital. I know that the most important skill over the next decade is how to communicate with people digitally. I know this. I'm going all in on digital communication. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I'm going to start. Okay. And I knew I loved being a parent and I knew I loved being a father. And so I said, let me start making, let me make a podcast, the awesome dad show. Let's make a podcast about parenting, the awesome dad show about fatherhood. And what I recognized is that my goal, my purpose was to, to be able to have that freedom to be with my family, to not have to worry about a boss, to have my own business. Right. And what I found Vinny was that after one year of producing the awesome dad show that nobody was paying me to teach them how to be a better father wasn't generating income. What people were paying me for was, hey, Mark, can you help me launch my podcast? Hey, Mark, can you help me get my YouTube channel started? Hey, Mark. Can you? And I said, if people are paying me for this, that's what I want to shift my messaging. So I, I ended up getting away from the the fatherhood show a bit to focus more on the marketing and advertising.
0: I think it's the secret power of that is, and I think this is where I think about the differentiation of so many people out there that are giving that kind of advice. You authentically wear your fatherhood as part of who you are in the world yes. of your brand. And I think to me, that's the message where a lot of guys don't see that that, that is a secret weapon or a power. And now that you yes. want to, it's all about uh, exploiting it. But I think it, there's a confidence and a bravery that can be defined with masculinity in the way in the way that you do it, because it, it, you are willing to talk about it. And that yes. doesn't, You're still an expert in what you do, but you're bringing it, which I just think makes it very different than a lot of men that are out there that you can, like, one, either don't post on social media or not on LinkedIn, but you would never even know. Like, I think to myself, how many guys I work with that I have zero clue what, who they're, if they're married, how many kids they have, because they're just zero conversation about it and they don't necessarily seem like they want to, which that's okay. But I think sometimes people act a certain way because they think that's what's that's going to get them to be successful, right?
1: Yeah, but I think that in, in people do hide a lot. like I yeah. think everyone has a very unique and special personality. there's there's quirks that you're embarrassed about that you should be wearing as a trophy. you know and and in in this world that we live in, you know, in the past, whenever you see an ad or a brand, it's always very cookie cutter, right? They throw an ad on television. It's reaching, I don't know, whatever, 7 million people, all different sorts of walks of life. But now in the world of the internet, you know, I don't even get my news from the TV. I get my news special catered from someone I trust on YouTube, you know, and and why is that? Because I connect with them. I connect with the the way they talk, with their quirks it it's it's i think leaning into your personality what makes you unique is one of the most important things you can be doing on the internet right now and being an awesome dad is wildly underrated wildly I underrated.
0: totally so let's say what do you think uh when you think about what in today's world would frustrate you with other guys who are dads what what do you think do you have a pet peeve about the world, the way the world looks at fatherhood today, or the kind of dads that at the soccer field, or when you're walking on the beach, you're like, Oh, that guy, come on, you could be better.
1: Oh man. There's, there's so many things. And I don't blame the world for, for anything on this. Like it comes down to like, as soon as you pass on your seed, like something happens there that I think is special. Um, so I'm not going to put out excuses for, well, it's because MTV is doing this. That's why I'm not (laughs) a great dad. That's, that's, that's what makes me angry when people say stuff like that, you know, well, I can't do this because I heard it on over here that I'm not good at that. So oh, the, that, that makes that, me that judgment is real. So yeah, what do you think on the
0: flip side? What is your best dad attribute? What are you giving Mark at the end of the day? What, what, what are you patting yourself on the back? for?
1: I think the most important thing you can do right now is be clear on uh, core principles that you hold, whatever, whatever they are. Um, and then making sure that you're putting your kids in positions to to have those same values and same principles. I think the biggest mistake and and the, the best thing you can do is the biggest mistake you can make is thinking that you can just drop your kid off at school for eight hours, bring them back home and you see them, you see them for two hours a day. Some maybe strangers watch them for eight hours. You absolutely have to be involved in the education process of your kids. I don't care what that looks like for you personally. What I do care is that you're involved in that process because if you're just asking, otherwise you're asking a stranger to raise your kid. And my friend, if you ask a stranger to raise your kid, you're going to have a stranger in your house. You cannot do that. You have to be involved.
0: Some people, that's that's another level of stranger danger that could be living right under your roof. Sometimes Sometimes. I think I'd rather have a stranger raise my kids based on their behavior. That is the hard part. (laughs) Uh, I'm like, sometimes I'm ready to ship my child off uh, to live with you in Florida
1: based on the way they're acting. It's it's a (laughs) real the struggle is real well that's so that's another thing and this is just something that i talk about my with my wife a lot we have young kids if you say something you do it the second you say something like you stop that right now or it's tv it's no tv for the week and then the next day you're like oh i just want to put on the tv so they'll be quiet you better not hey then
0: you said you, no tv for the week
1: well right. so er,
0: early on you said this where you said uh uh you, how you refer to your kids as how do you not refer to your kids as amazing you said this early on i wrote this down my question for you is and i would challenge you on this are you really honestly going on the record that you always refer to your kids as amazing or do you ever have a moment where you're like okay let's be real here there's many many a minute where the, these two are not amazing
1: well, <laughs> well yeah i mean l- listen I, you got a two a two-year-olds have they're, you know they're bipolar completely right they're like dr Jekyll, and mr hyde so yeah, we, I'm going to give
0: you a mulligan on that. You're like, I, was like, I was like, oh my God, I can go on. I can give you about 72 hours of my day <laughs> when my kids are not amazing. And uh, I, that, listen, I accept it. I'm not trying to make them amazing. I mean, I, well, there are times they are. Uh, well, and then there are times you're like.
1: I think you're also, you know, I think, also, you know, I think also an important thing to, to point out is that not every kid is amazing at everything. There's going to be some things that your kid is really freaking good at. and There's going to be some things that your kid sucks at. And, you know, sometimes I, th- I hear dads like screaming or yelling at their kids, like, you know, do this better or man up or this or that. And, like, maybe your kid's just not a great baseball player. Maybe your kid is a better artist or, you know, a better gymnast. Like, I don't know exactly what that looks like. But um, one thing I found, again, running a business, raising kids yeah. is you can't fit a circle through a square peg. You got to fit circles through circles, squares through squares.
0: So it's interesting. So uh, you have not heard this episode because I just recorded it with Danny. But one of the things that we talked about in um, and, uh, and Danny's art my dad's art co-host he talked about sort of the aha moment he had which was how does he when did he applied his approach to life and his own job with his approach to his wife and work and and his kids it actually became an easier process because I think you go into marriage and having a kid and you're, you're bringing in all this stuff that you think society tells you how you should act and it becomes more complicated but if you just bring the stuff, you know, that would makes you successful at your career and your other relationships. And what I'm hearing from you is sort of inherently, you build that into the way you parent, the way you think about building your business, the way you think about being an entrepreneur and, and doing everything is also the logic you're bringing to the way you're thinking about your household and going, well, if I said this, I got to think about this, right? Like, do you ever think, do you ever reflect on that for yourself that like, oh, I'm pretty like the mark the entrepreneur Mark is how, like, how similar is he to the Mark dad in the way that you operate?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm very analytical by nature. So I like to plan. I like to have things calendared out. You know, my wife and I, every Sunday night is date. Or every Saturday night is date night. You know, um, I know that every Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm going to be recording just like we're recording now. Yeah. Um, so I, I try to theme things out. You know, humans are human. So psychologically, there's a lot of similarities but I think the big difference is, you know, when, when it comes to business, I'm not really emotional about things like, yeah, I'll get upset if I miss a client or lose a client yeah. or something. But like, I don't get upset. Like if a client leaves me because someone else can do it for cheaper, they want to hire someone on Fiverr or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm back here when, when you're ready for me. But with, with, with kids, I think it, it becomes everything becomes much more emotional you know i yep. i and i never used to understand this when i was you know before kids but after kids it's like it's like the stakes get raised everything across the board the stakes get raised and i think yep. that's why you're seeing so many people so angry around the world right now because a lot of the decisions that are being made impact our kids in dramatic ways and i i think that when you start messing with people's kids like you like It gets back to what
0: you just talked about is control. The the definition of stress is feeling out of control. There's so many things in the world we can't control right now. And a lot of relationships, I'm not going back to the, nobody's trying to control their wives or their partners, right? Like the ship has sailed as any kind of spouse. You can't control who you you don't want to do that. You could try to at least control your kids. Our kids are young enough that we can control them. I dread the day that they're 18 years old and they're out of this house and they flip me the bird. I mean, they're going to flip me the bird way earlier than 18. But it's, but it's when not they're-
1: about... It's, it's, I, I try to avoid the control because like nowadays, there's no way you can control your kids. Like My kid could be in the other room with an iPad right now. Who the freaking... Uh, 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 yeah, no.
0: What they're watching... It's- we had a big... Squ- we're currently in the world of... My son had a sleepover the night and he's in seventh grade. He's in... No, he's a second grader. His friend sleeping over was a fifth grader. They were in our basement having... I set them all up. The Xbox is there, planned on video games. He's like, oh, wait, can we get to Netflix? I was like, well, you know how to use the remote. So yeah, you p- watch what you guys want to watch, go to bed soon, whatever. And then as a walk, it's like, we're going to go to Squid Games. And I turn around, I'm like, you cannot watch Squid Games. But I'm like, <laughs> I can't really, I'm not, I'm not having a sleepover with these two kids. Like, I'm not right. going to sit down in my basement and sleep with them to watch. So I was like, what are you doing? And I don't believe they watched it. They did stay up till six in the morning. Now, as a bad parent, I was like, <laughs> At like four in the morning, I was like, what's that noise? And there's two kids walking to the bathroom eating candy. And I was like, this is just not ending well. Uh, brings but, back. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like, I don't know what they're doing. Like there is, he knows how to use Netflix. He knows how to put it on. I, ha- I always say, listen, I'm giving you, you know, the right answer. If you want to watch it, you watch it. But do you think mommy and daddy are going to find out and be upset? You choose what you're going to do. But no, there's a consequence. Because if I find out you watched it, the world is coming down on you.
1: And it's hard to, it's hard to like, it's hard to make kids understand why, why mom and dad say certain things, but that's what I, tr- that's what I try to strive for. I'm like the other day, my daughter's like, no, I didn't brush my teeth. I'm like, okay, well, your teeth are going to fall out and that's on you. So but that I'll,
0: every, every, everything is, a, everything is a version of you made your bed, you lie in it. I'm like, you don't need to floss yeah. when you go to the dentist and she tells you your teeth are falling out and you need a whole new group that I'm not paying for. You could be right. the kid without te- teeth in school. Like it's that's like not
1: controlled- like old. It's like, I had another time too, like um, when my daughter was young, she was like trying to slide down this uh, pole at the no, not at the club. She's trying to, try to slide down <laughs> in your
0: in, in, in your in your dance room of your house. She got she found mommy. I was like, oh, where is yeah, this she going? Found
1: was, well, no, we're not that we're not that uh, <laughs> uh, 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 out there. But um, she's, she you she do live in South girl. Florida. She's, you live. I mean, in, you're not. <laughs> Miami is not that far away. Come on. Yeah, we we, we visit South Beach the other day. It was interesting um, anyway. <laughs> I I digress. You got to go see. It for listen, we're you all going to come go down to South Florida. You got to go see it for yourself, gentlemen. I don't need to go too deep on that. But um, so anyway, she's going down this pole, and I can tell <laughs> that she's she's going to fall. Right, it's yeah, clear to me yeah, she's going to fall. Minute. And so I, I don't let her like crack her head, but I let her fall. You know, I let her take you know a couple feet and fall, and she she feels that oof, and she feels that hurt, and now she understands. Okay, the stakes are high. You know, I need to pay attention because next you know, next time I might not be there. I might be on the other side of the playground talking to someone. I'm not going to be there. So again, it's, it's kind of just like oh, the next, the next
0: time there may be a cute mom, another dad. You may be talking about football. So you're going to be distracted on the side of the park. You're going to go, wait, did I bring my kid here? Oh, wait, yeah. Mine's the one crying. I said, yeah. Yeah, there's a difference. What I have not been able to figure out is the name of the non-helicopter parent. Like, there's because there, you have the hell like I am not a helicopter parent. I just don't know what kind of parent I am because I'm like, I, I think I just leave them. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to be over here. Don't right. kill anybody else or yourself. And I'll watch you from afar. Right.
1: No, it's, it's a balance, though, because, you know, as you and I both know, anything that impacts them is going to impact us oh. uh, directly or indirectly. Um, but I'll give you another example. Uh, teaching my daughter how to swim. She had these floaties. And yep. one day we pull up to the pool. She hasn't gotten the floaties on and she just takes off right to the pool. I'm already in the pool. So, it's, yeah. you know, she's not going to drown or anything. But she does. I said, you need your floaties. And she's like, ah, and she just jumps right in. I let her, I go one Mississippi, two. Mississippi. Oh, yeah, you gotta let you gotta
0: let the struggle
1: exactly. Lift her up, and she's like, Whoa, that they put the floaties on, you know. Um, so yeah, again, that kind of like control demolition type of stuff. If, if you well, I everything like I,
0: I try to apply more. The things I talk about at work sometimes is like um, you 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 learn the most when you fail, right? And I like my wife yeah. has more recently said, she's trying to get me to take the empathy. I do a lot of mentoring in my day-to-day job. And she's like, why can't you talk to your family the way you talk to these like other people? She's like, and then I'm, I'm managing my daughter's soccer team. She's like, do you know the way you talk to the other girls on the soccer team? Can you please maybe take a minute to talk to your daughter that way? And I realize, I, I, I'm like, the way I do other things is not the way I do it for myself. That said, for me, I know that is a direct relation to you're talking about like growing up in your house, what you take from it. That is exactly how I was raised. By both of my parents. Like it was so I I, there was things I do that I'm like, well, I got to really get ahead of this because I got to I got to
1: switch it up. Um, Well, it's important that uh, you recognize it and you. We can always get better. We always can get better.
0: In the words of many a Real Housewives on Bravo, uh, we are all a work in progress. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow's a new day. I just say hashtag be better, be better tomorrow. I said to my kids, I'm like, listen, you screwed up today. That was a terrible thing you did. That doesn't mean you're terrible. But can we wake up tomorrow and be better? Can you just, I don't want to yell at you. I'm tired. You don't want to be yelled at. So tomorrow when you wake up, like be cool and not like yell at me and tell me you want to kill me. Like how, how can we get to that stage of life? How are we, are we there? I'll, I'll pray
1: for you, brother. We need to get there for you. Oh, not- we are getting there. So I would know uh,
0: this week, uh, well, first we're going to do uh, uh, the good and the bad. What did you, what is your moment this week where you look back and you said, I that was a, that was my hashtag Dale dad fail of the week. What did you screw up this past week with your kids? I want to know, give me a specific, if in any way the life is life can be imperfect, imperfect as a father, what, uh, what imperfect moment, neither big or small.
1: Well, this is, uh, I, I mean, this is a struggle that I think we, that all dads deal with. And that's, uh, that's keeping this, this dad bod intact uh, it was also my my 20 year high school reunion this past week. So I was pressure uh, slimming up, baby, slimming up. And there was one night, Vinny. It's like it's like midnight. And I'm just like, you know what? The wife just bought some cookies. I'm just going to get a cookie. And then uh, 15 minutes later, the entire box of cookies is gone. So I'd say that that is my moment of weakness. Plus, I love your dad. Is- fa- I love I love your dad. Fail
0: is <laughs> you neglected your body. It's a brilliant one. I love it. Uh, I think it's, it is. It is. Ge- it is a genius, genius, genius answer. Which kind of cookies were they though? Can we be? Cl- are, I want. Are they? Are you? I'm going are, well, are you? an Oreo?
1: These are Publix cookies. Half chocolate chip, half sprinkles. Yeah. Wait, wait. So wait, half chocolate chip meaning like yeah. half? It's oh two the dozen box cookies, was half chocolate chip and half areas. sprinkles. Two dozen cookies. That's right. Two dozen. That's cookies. a lot of. That's so, a lot of cookies. One dozen I is mean, chocolate chip. One dozen is. So how did that?
0: So did anybody at the reunion go? Listen, nice box of
1: cookies. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, I actually, I actually pulled it off, Vinny. I I actually slimmed down. I lost five pounds that week, and I didn't eat during the day, so I was feeling pretty slim and trim, baby. I was feeling slim.
0: I'm going to argue your dad fail is that you you role model to your children don't eat when you need to go to a party because you got to look good. I mean, I I, that is (laughs) when did they go, Dad? Are you eating dinner? You like? fasting for two days no food no food kids no food
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, know, yeah. we all have moments we, we, we're all imperfect right we're all getting oh
0: all, all, uh, imperfect beast all right so then what was your uh, in the last 24 hours well that's the last 24 hours what are you most proud of in your best dad moment your best dad moment in the last 24 hours you can think back to
1: well i guess this is a pretty proud moment we were at my kids soccer practice uh which is, which is pretty intense by when you got two kids are doing soccer back to back. Like it's a whole, and in the state of Florida,
0: thing. listen, I'm in New York state of Florida, soccer, all sports in Florida, Texas, and California, next level kids sports, next level,
1: pretty hot, you know, but listen, all the dads out there that are doing these double, uh, the double triple, like three, four hour days of sports, mad respect, mad respect. Um, so it's where it's soccer. And my daughter is, you know, she enjoys it, but she's a little, you know, she's more of an artist, I think, rather than an athlete. Um, but she's good. She keeps up and, and this last yesterday. She scored her first goal during a scrimmage. Fantastic. And, uh, obviously a proud moment. I got up, I, I walked all the way over to the field and I gave her, I said, you scored that goal. You gave you props. <laughs> so that was a proud do- dad moment for me. And I made sure to stay in the moment for a minute because I thought that, you know, I th- my daughter looks up to me a lot. I love you. Adam, yeah. If you ever listen to this, she looks up to me a lot. And I think that by giving her that positive reinforcement, it'll maybe make her a little more excited and more, more, more confident. And, um, yeah, it was a proud dad moment.
0: I love it. Now, Mark, uh, uh, when, before we wrap up, I'm going to have one more question at the very end. But, like, if you, with all, with all where people can find you, where's the number one place you want, or number one and two places you want people going after this? And I'll be putting it all on Instagram and everywhere else. But where yeah. where do people find more of the knowledge of Mark?
1: Yeah, well, listen, you can find Mark Savant Media all over the web, all over the place. MarkSavantMedia.com, Mark Savant Media on Instagram, Mark Savant Media on Facebook, Mark's Media is just about everywhere. And uh, really what I'm focused on right now is helping business owners create better content in less time and turn that attention into income. I think that everyone should have some sort of side hustle, should be developing relevant skills. The workplace is evolving very re- dramatically and very quickly. And if you want to continue to, to uh, be ready for what's next, you need to be improving your skills. You need to be building a side hustle. And, and that's really what the app Hours entrepreneur and what Mark's Want Media is all about.
0: I, and I, for anybody who knows me, uh, I, I am a discerning person who does not like my time wasted. Uh, I have followed Mark for years now. And if there, if you have, if you have an Instagram, if you have anything you're trying to do as a side hustle and I'm the king of side hustles, I don't always prioritize them. And I have too many of them to, for them, any of them to get to the level I sometimes need them to be, but, uh, I have gotten many, a great tip from Mark and whether you, uh, go all in or just a little bit, please. I, I, I could not say more about following and uh, and liking and listening, because I don't think uh, I think it's going to help anybody out there. And for all the people who call me for podcast advice, I would rather refer you to Mark. <laughs> and I already I get And, you know, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. You call me. I get the emails. I get the DMS. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm at I'm getting out of this business of understanding how to help people do it. Mark is way better than way better than it at me. So, uh, Mark, I will I will forward my referrals to you. Uh, I don't know if any of them have any money. But I'm hoping you don't always need to you don't always need a lot of this kind that's free.
1: Well, that's, um, if I'm doing if I'm if I'm helping you, if you're getting enough value from all my free resources, then if you're gonna start making money and you're gonna be happy, you're gonna be hungry for more, and then we can work. But like, now, listen, listen post-I'm post-COVID to help you better content less time.
0: That's what now is the time. And if your kids are young, you got 20 more years of having to work to pay to college, figure out your side hustle now, build the business, it does not happen overnight. All these people that see uh, you know the celebrity who gets all who has a million followers. I'm like that person was doing it for like five or ten years, and they did it with yes. a business. But if you do it with a strategy, the way you outline it, uh, to me, it makes sense and it builds it and it makes it faster. So you're not. I love your. I love your better content, less time. The other part of that is if you're organized, you won't waste time. Right. And like it's it's like better content, less time. Be organized so you don't waste it. And that uh, I, I take that a lot the way you do it, uh, which is great. Uh before we go, uh when you think about um uh let's end on one more piece of advice. Somebody who hasn't had a kid can have it now. When you think back to when your uh, first one was born and they were thrusted in your arms, uh, what would the mark today, what advice, what do you want to say to that guy? Uh, which was about seven or eight, uh about six or anywhere from five to eight years ago, based on the child, based on the age of your daughter, what are you saying to Mark back then? Um that he didn't know or what advice, what do you want to tell him day one? You're holding that kid. What do you say? What are you
1: saying to yourself? Mark <laughs> buy Bitcoin right now. Start buying as much Bitcoin as you possibly can. You dumb bastard. Start buying that, Bitcoin. <laughs> that's about, I,
0: I'm going to put that as the best answer, best dad advice right now, going back eight years is buy Bitcoin. Except I would I would argue that Mark say don't buy it on Coinbase. I just saw a story on the news that like somebody, yeah. wanted, somebody lost a million dollars on Coinbase because it was hacked. I don't oh I don't gosh. need Coinbase haters, but that was not. I was like, yo, you lost a, they hit a phishing scam, and then they lost their uh, they lost their money. But oh, that's wow. a great. So if you listen to this today and you don't even have kids yet, <laughs> buy crypto because your kid's gonna be in college. You're gonna get you you're gonna get to be pregnant. Yeah,
1: you I'm will get. You'll have a baby one day i'm not into i love dump, this. but yeah bitcoin yeah digital the world is changing very quickly ladies and gentlemen you gotta start <laughs> adjusting now you gotta start you gotta start it's gonna be not gonna that, be able to keep up
0: brilliant brilliant advice listen mark i can't thank you enough I, I love seeing you this has been
1: a ginormous
0: pleasure i'm gonna so I'm, I'm the most unorganized podcaster in the world mark i'm gonna take a photo of the two of us like this and let's see if this works this way i really really do I appreciate you doing this. This is going to be coming out. Can't wait. Uh, if you're listening to this now, it is probably sometime in November and December and season four. Please keep listening. There's more dad, great dads coming up. Great group that have already been posted uh, or not posted because I don't know which one. We don't know what order this is going to be in. But that's the fun of, of when you listen to this stuff. But thanks again, Mark. I am gonna uh, we'll post all your links on Instagram, my LinkedIn, all that fun stuff. And thank you again. Love it. Anytime, Vinny. Be well, brother. Have a good one, guys. Be well. Listening to the Dad So Hard podcast. If you want to hear more and we're thrilled by this episode, but think, what did I miss? How do I I hear more of this stuff? And I can't wait to next week. You can always go back to our old episodes and listen to them in our giant library. You can visit us at wearedadsohard.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Dad So Hard podcast, or on Twitter, you dadsohardpod. Uh, And if you want to reach out to us, please do not hesitate to send me an email at dadsohardpodcast at gmail.com. Danny and I are here. We are listening. We're excited. We cannot thank everybody for being part of Dad So Hard Nation. And we hope you guys have another wonderful day.